Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we return to our study of the book of Ephesians. This letter was written to explain to Gentile believers the incredible riches of their position in Christ and how to live accordingly. Today's lesson is found in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 4 through 6. This passage deals with the doctrine of election. It is understandable that many Christians struggle with this doctrine. Please listen to Pastor Jim and today's slice of the two-part message entitled, He Chose Us in Him, Part 1. I invite you to come back with me to the book of Ephesians, where we have only just begun. We've been there twice. We've already seen a whopping three verses, and today I'm going to take us um, well into the next verse, um, but not to the end of it, and you'll see why. You understand that the theme of this book is pretty clear. It's riches in Christ. We are incredibly rich in Him. This letter, meant to be a circular letter, first addressed to Ephesus and then gathered, scattered around the, or distributed through the Roman Empire and then recorded for us. This was written to explain to the believers in Ephesus and the other cities that it first went to, primarily Gentile believers they were, how incredible the riches are of their position in Christ and how to live accordingly. Now, after the introduction, the first two verses, the normal greeting, verses 3 through 14 in chapter 1 is the first paragraph, and what a glorious one it is. As the Apostle Paul wrote it, it's one sentence in Greek, 202 Greek words reciting the realities of who we are in Jesus Christ. Now, Greek is more sophisticated and precise than, than English. Someday I'm going to count the number of English words to see how much it took us to translate it. Don't do that while I'm talking, okay? We can uh, you know, do it later and compare notes. But it's, it's virtually impossible to make this sentence, this verse 3 through 14, into one sentence in English and punctuate it appropriately. So we'll, we'll do our best to explain it in uh, a few messages as we work our way through. But here was the theme that we've already seen. Chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Now, that's a summary or an overview, if you, if you will, of everything else that is going to be said in this chapter. Every blessing available to anyone relative to the person and the power of the Holy Spirit and the salvation that we have in Christ, it's all yours now. With that introduction and that summary statement, now we're going to see 11 verses of delineating specific aspects of these blessings that are ours in Christ Here's a, a bit of a big picture of where we're headed as we work through this long, long, complicated, glorious sentence. 
Chapter 1, verses 4 through 6 deals with the doctrine of election. That looks back to the past. Verses 7 through 10 emphasize redemption. That's the present. We stand redeemed in Christ. And verses 11 through 14 deal with our inheritance, which looks forward to our future. So there's, there's connection and flow and uh, synergy to all of this. Today we come to the portion on election. Election is one of the loftier doctrines revealed in Scripture. Truth is, a lot of people struggle with the subject of election. And the main reason is that it is part of the expression of the mind of the infinite God. And we are not infinite, and we are not eternal, and we are not unchangeable, but He is. So for us to get even a glimpse into the mind of God, it stretches us. And if there were not things about God that are beyond you, you wouldn't need Him. He is infinite, eternal, and unchangeable in all of His attributes all at once. And we can't fully grasp that, but He's told us what He wants us to know. So we acknowledge that we will never fully comprehend all that lies behind this subject in the mind of God. But I ask you to join me as we open up our pea brains and ask the Holy Spirit to pour into their understanding of what God has made known to us. <laughs> we have to realize that even if you don't get it all, God does expect us to understand what is here. So we come with reverence and humility and we dig into this passage. And I'll start by reading you the first section of this sentence. We already read verse 3, but I want to include that with verses 4, 5, and 6. Here's where we're headed in the next uh, couple of sermons. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and blameless before Him. In love, He predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to Himself according to the kind intention of His will, to the praise of the glory of His grace, which He freely bestowed on us in the Beloved. Now, you'll notice that even in our uh, very excellent translation that we use, that that's broken up into two sentences in English. But remember... That's an accommodation to the English language. But let's see what we can learn from this passage. Frankly, I care not anybody's opinions or the label that they want to put on their uh, theological mindset. We're going to open up this text. We're going to deal with what is here, and then we will build it all together as we work our way through this sentence. Now, methinks that we will not quite finish the first point, but I have a wonderful seven-point outline for verses 4, 5, and 6. But I want you to see it. I want you to, as you read and reread this passage, I want you to have these things sink in. So every time I can give you a little hook that'll let your memory catch on to something, I'll do that. We're going to look at the meaning of election, the objects of election, the time of election, the purpose of election, the method of election, the relationship of election, the result of election, and was the election stolen? No, wait a minute. 
I didn't mean to copy and paste from that page on my, on my computer. All right, we're not talking about that election, okay? Today we're going to start with the meaning of election. We won't even finish verse 4. Just as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and blameless before Him. Now notice, just as is the beginning of verse 4, which is the continuation of verse 3. That's a conjunction. As you talk about your spiritual blessings in the heavenlies, it starts with this. Just as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world. This is starting to introduce the elaboration of the blessings that are ours in Christ. He chose is the operative two words here. That is the aorist translation of the Greek verb eklego. Want to learn a Greek word? You stepped on a Lego on the floor, ek. Okay, you just learned a Greek word, ek, lego. Ek is out of, lego is to speak or to call. The essence of the word comes from the, from the component parts to call out. It means to pick out or to choose. Various forms of this Greek word in the New Testament are translated depending on the context, elect, election, choose, chose, chosen, and a couple of others. Now, the aorist tense that I mentioned, we don't have a, uh, exactly an aorist tense in English, A-O-R-I-S-T, but that denotes uh, uh, that a definite act took place once. It's, it's something done. It's, it's completed. It's not going on uh, anymore. Now, in the New Testament, this word in its verb form is always in, and I've got to give you a little tiny grammatical hint here, it's always in what we call the middle voice, which means he, he picked out or he chose out for himself. Okay, active voice, the subject performs the action on the object. I hit, the, I'm, I'm the subject, I hit, I hit my hand. All right, subject, verb, object. All right, if it's passive, it's, I was hit by the hand. I receive the action of the verb. If it's the middle voice, it's I hit myself, which is really stupid, but it's grammatically correct. I did this for myself. Now, when used of God's choices, I need to let you know there's a couple of ways in, this which, in which this word is used in the New Testament. One is much more common than the other, but I want to explain them to you. First of all, as it is in this passage... There is God's sovereign choice for salvation. This is the sovereign act of God in grace whereby He chose certain people from among mankind for Himself. Remember at the table around the Passover meal the night before Jesus went to uh, the cross, He was talking to His men and He said this in chapter 15, verse 19 of the Gospel of John. He said, if you were of the world... The world would love its own. He's telling them, you're going to be persecuted. The world would love its own, but because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world. Same verb. Because of this, the world hates you. So mainly that's how this verb is used in the New Testament. But there is another sense in which it is also used for God's sovereign choice, always His choice, of some saved people for special service for Him. And especially, this is said of 
the disciples whom he chose to be his apostles. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.